This bonus episode is for mature audiences only. However, I will not be mature. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the first bonus episode of Creeping Out Katie. I'm Katie. In my last episode, I mentioned Napoleon Boulevard's dismembered member in a jar. It was in the possession of a company that rented out 50 Berkeley Square, blah blah blah. After reading that, I couldn't just continue with my life. I went down a rabbit hole of the adventures of Napoleon's traveling third leg. If you are interested, keep listening. Before this, I did not know anything about Napoleon. I only knew ABBA's classic hit, Waterloo, and 2004's movie Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Boulevard, or Napoleon I, was a French military and political leader who rose to prominence during the French Revolution and led several successful campaigns. However, he was captured and exiled to St. Helena in the Atlantic Ocean after losing the Battle of Waterloo. He died on the Isle on May 5, 1821. After his death, an autopsy was conducted by Dr. Francisco Antonacci, who cut Napoleon's penis off along with several other body parts. I was going to give him the benefit of a doubt and say, oh, he did it for science reasons. However, it is unknown why he did it. Cool. His pizza was passed to possession of Napoleon's chaplain, who smuggled it out of St. Helena to his home. It remained in the Priest family until 1916, when the Mags Bros Limited Company, a bookselling company, purchased it. In 1924, A.S.W. Rosbeck, a Philadelphia-based bookseller, purchased it. The wiener went on display in 1927 at New York City's Museum of French Art. A reviewer from Time described it as, quote, maltreated strip of backskin shoelace, piece of leather, or a shriveled eel. The member was passed on to several collectors before being auctioned off. After the auction, a urologist and artifact collector named John K. Latimer purchased the schlong in 1977 for $3,000, which is about $12,800 in 2020. I believe it is currently owned by his daughter, who has been offered at least $100,000 for it. The preserved pecker can be described as, quote, barely recognizable as a human body part because it is very small. It is measured at 1 inches or 2.5 centimeters. We do not know the size of it during Napoleon's lifetime. And then, there is Gregory Rasputin. Like Napoleon, I had very limited education about Rasputin. I only known him from Boney M's song Rasputin in the 1997 classic movie Anastasia. Gregory Yifmuch Rasputin was a Russian mystic and a self-proclaimed holy man. The death of Rasputin is an interesting one. On December 30th, 1916, Rasputin visited a group of nobles who took him into a basement and served him cake laced with cyanide. It is said that the poison had no effect on him. As he ran to leave the building, he was shot four times with at least one wound infected from point-blank range. His body was later found in the freezing river. Some believe that the gunshot wounds weren't enough to kill him, so the assassins had to resort to drowning him. Douglas Smith, writer of Rasputin, Faith, Power, and the Twilight of the Romanovs, suspects that his dingling was supposedly cut off by Prince Felix Suffolk and saved by one of his servants. Apparently, Rasputin's Johnson developed its own cult following. In 1920, Rasputin's daughter Maria found a group of women in Paris that had been vending her father's penis. They believe it gave the powers of fertility and have been handing out small pieces of it to those in need. If that was true, and they were cutting it, it must have been massive. Legend has it, Maria donated Rasputin St. Peter to the Museum of Erotica in St. Petersburg, Russia in 1977. There, in a private back chamber, there is a curtain display 
of Rasputin's dismember, Johnson. However, experts are divided on how legit it is, especially since the body part is over 30 centimeters, or 11.8 inches long. You're still here? You weirdo, thank you. In the future, I would love to make more bonus episodes. They don't have to be as explicit as this one, but it'll be a fun way to talk about my research without going off the rails on my full-length episodes. Creeping Out Katie was brought to you by River Sticks Audio and created by me, Katie Clark. For written transcripts, research credit, updates, and more, visit our website at riversticksaudio.wixsite.com. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of our other podcasts, Follow our Instagram and Twitter under Riversticks Audio. Intro and outro song is Misconceptions by Mew. Background music, Maestro Chakalel by Jess Gallagher. Logo art by Malin Costolo from MC Design. <laughs>